Funkin' everybody, and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 podcast where we play Persona 5 Royal in real time along with the in-game calendar dates, and we're finally getting into the Royal stuff, the, the real meat of it. My name is Tom Marks, joined as always by a very shocked Jonathan Dornbush. Everything happened. I was just like, <laughs> we were going, and obviously we'll talk about it in the show, but the, you know... It started off, there's some day skipped, and then it gets in, and I'm like, all right, this is probably going to be a pretty quiet and simple week. And then just everything happens. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, We're going to get into all of that everything shortly. We do have a little bit of housekeeping. First, just a quick, just updated reminder that, uh, as you couldn't tell, if you couldn't tell from that reaction, uh, Jonathan has not played the real content before. I have also a lot of fans out there haven't, and people listening, so... Be light on spoilers. Don't spoil people, right? We're still getting into this in real time in a more genuine way than we were. Uh, well, not genuine, <laughs> but you know what I mean. In like a, like, it's higher stakes now that we have, like, <laughs> this sort of thing. And it's it's going to be fun. Anybody who has played knows what's coming, and it's going to be fun to get Jonathan's live reaction on all that stuff. But, yeah, no, I think it's been pretty good overall. But, yeah, just for, oh, yeah. there's been so much great discussion in the YouTube comments. So if you're commenting there, just be mindful, especially that there are people who are playing along as well for the first time. Not just me. Uh, you know, obviously right. with our with our jobs, I get spoiled all the time on things. But, uh, you know, especially the sacred. Help, this is this is what matters. This is <laughs> uh, this game years after it has come out is what matters to not spoil. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, it's been incredible that I haven't been spoiled. So, like, to get to this week and to see everything unfold and literally not know a beat of it was just amazing. Well, I mean, it's the funny thing is when you hide spoilers at the end of a 130 hour RPG, it's like a lot less people are talking about them on the end. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> Anyway, uh, first, we did have a pop quiz from last week, uh, if you remember last week, which for us was three weeks ago or whatever. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the, uh, we definitely enjoyed taking some time off. I hope everyone still enjoyed the episodes as we digested and discussed last week, um, last week and the week before that. But our quiz from last week was, what is the name of the final move, the ability you use to kill the final boss? uh of of the base game uh and we did get a couple right answers siddharth elek and thomas all got this right in the comments on youtube.com slash darnology jonathan did you have a guess or did you already know it or any of that? uh i because i remember it had to do with the seven deadly sins yes um so i like i assume sin is in there so i haven't looked at the comments so like i assume sin is in there somewhere but other than that, is that correct i have like not been able to like i want it to be really silly but i feel like it's only gonna go so far but i wish it was like the sin shooter like six shooter sort of thing you know but, uh yeah <laughs> not, that's not that's like about terribly as terribly far off okay yeah it's called the ability is called the sin or just sinful shell. Okay, because right. you shoot him with a bullet. That's fair. Yeah, and a sin bullet. It's still such a good good moment. Like I know, it obviously is. for us, it's been a few weeks since we played, but I do like that scene is now so much more crystallized in my head. I think without like obviously you know the ending of five ends differently than royal since we have more to talk about with royal but I think I played the like last ten or so hours of five in like a fever dream day. And just marathon, so it all blurred together. So now, like getting to actually take my time with it, I remember that moment so much more, and it's just so good. It's such a good, 
final boss. And, and before we get into the bulk of the new year, we haven't had a chance to go through comments really for the last two weeks, so we wanted to uh, kind of look at what some people were saying from the last episode and the end of the game and pick apart a few other things, because there was some really good discussion happening and there was some really good... Uh, moments pulled out first of all siddharth mentioned uh i mentioned how mishima saves the world because mishima (laughs) is the one who rallies people and siddharth says if mishima is not maxed out the scene where he rallies all the people to root for the phantom thieves uh does not incur occur and instead it's just some random npc that starts rooting for the phantom thieves so that's kind of neat that they thought about that yeah right i i appreciate that a lot i think it's I, I guess I must have, because I didn't max Mishima out the first time, so I guess I must have just watched the final NPC. But this it felt so right that it was Mishima yeah. uh, of, of anyone, so I'm kind of glad that they, because I was just thinking of like, oh, I wonder if they had maybe, like, what would it have been like if they recorded that line for a couple of other people? But I think it being Mishima or just a fan of the Phantom Thieves yeah. probably makes the most sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> kind of moving, I tried to keep these... Uh, semi-chronological in the course of the finale. Uh, a long. This is a long one from Thomas, but it is actually like a, a really interesting kind of like background on the, the naming of the final boss that I did not know, and I, I wanted to bring it up because it's just really cool. Uh, so Thomas says, One thing I really like about the final boss is that he's named Yaldabaoth. Uh, Yaldabaoth is a deity from Gnosticism, with a silent G at the end, uh, which is an offshoot of Christianity from the late first century that incorporated a lot of classical Greek ideas about spirituality into their beliefs. Gnosticists believed that Yaldabaoth, he has a bunch of other names, they also called him, uh, they also called him, but we'll stick to that one. For example, if people are looking this up, I did some research on this to make sure that Thomas wasn't just like getting me to say a bunch of stuff <laughs> that he had made up. Um, the most common name I think is Demiurge from what I could see, which is an, a word I'm much more familiar with than Yaldabaoth, but it's, yeah, it's multiple names. Uh, Yaldabaoth was the god from the Old Testament who created the physical realm while the god that fathered Jesus was Monad who created the spiritual realm. This is all Gnostic beliefs, right? Um, Yaldabaoth was a vain and foolish god who believed himself to be the true supreme being and thus demanded humanity worship him, despite being lesser than humanity itself, as humanity was given souls by Monad. There's a lot more about Gnostic beliefs that could be read into, but it boils down to the name identifying him as a false or lesser god that does not truly know what is best for humanity, but demands demands obedience and worship anyway, which is a solid, if obscure, name for the final boss given the story of the game. I think that's super cool. That's like, so this, rad, yeah. This game does this all the time, right? Like, it, it has all these, like, religious beliefs from all these different religions kind of mixed in to have messages in different ways. But, like, yeah, this is one I had no idea about and is like a really really neat sort of hat tip at the end here yeah no i love that as you said i think the game even just within the persona names obviously is grabbing from a ton of different uh belief systems and and obviously you know belief systems from out time also take from one another and remix things or have similar names for different things i mean in the same even just like with that it's like God has different names in different beliefs, like can be called God, can also be called Yahweh, can be called other things in certain religions. Right. Like that, that, that is just a thing. And it's so interesting to me. Cause like, I, I, I was raised, uh, I went to Catholic school for 13 years and it was always such a funny thing to me when teachers would be like, so yeah, God in the old Testament is kind of meaner, but he's nicer in the new Testament. <laughs> and it's like, we never really 
we're taught there's not like a specific i don't remember being taught a specific reason for that but i do like that there is sort of an offshoot of like a certain um sect that does believe that there is actually a a, a fundamental difference between those two that is like an interesting take on that that they're actually two different beings or whatever yeah yeah yeah, which is really cool and yeah, yeah totally makes sense for this game to pull in yeah yeah it's i i like that i like that they do all that sort of stuff yeah um moving past the final boss hannah had a comment about the uh christmas eve or christmas day romance or whatever which i didn't realize somebody else mentioned this i can't remember exactly who i'm sorry uh that these scenes are very different in royal because in the base game you're going to prison right this is like the last time you have to spend with this person yeah um and so that's like a lot they're a lot happier this time around which is neat uh but hannah said i didn't romance anyone this playthrough and can i just say this quote-unquote single christmas scene you'll get is also really cute you have a family christmas with sojiro and futaba and it's very wholesome it also has one of my favorite dialogue options where sojiro asks if you're spending christmas alone and you can respond with turkey is my one true love (laughs) (laughs) which is very good that's adorable yeah i I, i'm glad it doesn't make that feel like a punishment to not have chosen a romance because obviously like you know playing through all of the confidants it eventually is going to push that on you and you kind of feel almost like who do i have to pick but you can just pick no one and it's nice that there is like a still a enjoyable scene for that yeah it it, they they do a good job of that too right because it's the same thing with hawaii yeah uh, and it's like they give you opportunities where like if you're not getting romance options the hang out with your friends or like platonic hangout scene that you kind of get as like a like the default is like always still amusing fun and good. In some way. it doesn't yeah. feel like you just like miss out on something by skipping the dating which is nice totally um and then finally ratchet fella said yes royal let it begin jonathan i'm so happy you're finally here <laughs> having played the base game first when a catchy walked on screen and said he'd take the fall i bawled <laughs> I was such a mess. I can't wait for your reactions in the next episodes. I love this show and y'all so much. Thank you. And we're excited to get into it too. Uh, this is going to be, this is going to be fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> if this uh, first week is any indication. Right? I was like, okay, but then where do we go after this? Ah, <sighs> oh, man. It's going to be good. <sighs> Although I guess the, the I, I will say, I guess like a, a, a big portion of the like, what is going on does get answered this week. So That's we can fair. talk about that and yeah. I'm very excited too. So let's get into it. Uh, this is the week of December 27th through January 2nd. Uh, so let's, let's start out, uh, December 27th, Jonathan, what'd you do? December 28th, what'd you do? No, we're not going to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So December yeah, 27th skips. Following the 26th, which was also a skipped day, 27th, 28th, 29th are all time jump. Um, So you jump straight to the 30th. May I say a perfect place for fan fiction for anyone who would like to leave it in the comments. (laughs) Because in the in the base game, this this time jump is a little bit longer. It's like a week or two, I think. Okay, And you're going to prison <laughs> so like that's what that is more of a yeah a little bit of a different build-up for the for yeah. those couple weeks but yeah yeah uh so <clears throat> we go to december 30th which is a very quick day where you're just doing like a group text with everybody who's super 
happy and excited and says, hey, let's do a party for the New Year's Day, New Year's Eve tomorrow. And also you should invite that cool Kasumi girl that you like. Um, <laughs> A.K. we should she, include her in the game now. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get enough of her later in this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's basically the 30th is you're just like, hey, let's have a party tomorrow. And everyone's like, K. And then they say invite Kasumi and you do. And then we move on to the 31st. Yeah. Uh, the 31st is you or your new year's soba party as i as i put it um you have a sojiro gets so does he make or buy i can't remember i think he makes soba for everyone i think like sai and kasumi and everyone come over and yeah it's uh yeah i i do want to say i think what's really funny about all this too is um this is just the start but man this group is really just in party mode for this week. You know, other than the like (laughs) WTF of everything else going on on our behalf, they're just all like, man, we need to have another party. And then they're like, it's been so long since we've had a party like this and gotten, it's like, it's been two days. But uh, yeah, we, this is the beginning of our partying and everything seems fine. And, but at this point, obviously we know stuff is about to go terribly wrong, but at this point in the story, like the gang, as they see it, like, Akechi is alive. Shido is going, as we find out, is finally being charged. Yeah. The metaverse is gone. Morgana is alive, right? Like, every, everything went fine, and they have nothing else to do, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, I get it. You know, after all this, it's, it's the one obvious thing to do, and they're all celebrating in their own ways. Like, the most important moment, I think, of the whole week when Yusuke gets everyone to compliment his scarf. <laughs> yeah. Just very knowingly is like, hey, do you like my scarf? Don't, don't say you don't. It's a really nice scarf, too. It's, it's fabulous. I, I adore it. But it was funny because I at first was like, uh, Yusuke, you got a little bit of a scarf right there, my dude. And then that became like the central con- <laughs> combo for a little bit. I, I also don't remember when that scarf ever comes back up. <laughs> I hope it doesn't. I hope it never like, appears again. I hope it was just for that one scene. Um, yeah, so you kind of just are all hanging out, right? Like, the the bulk of this is just, like, looking forward towards the new year, being excited for stuff coming up, being, um, yeah, just, like, being sort of settled for a moment and, like, enjoying it. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, there was one small thing during the party, and I don't know if it's me overanalyzing, trying to figure out clues or anything for this month. Um, but it was just one, they, they brought up how much Kasumi eats and people were like freaked out a little bit about it. Well, isn't that just what the joke, that's just the joke. Okay. Is that she eats a ton. I, okay. I'm just, well, now I'm on all alert that every single thing related to that character may somehow be a clue of something. That's fair. But yeah, it was, that, that's just the, that's just the running gag of like Kasumi as an athlete. And even though she's super thin or whatever, she like eats just tons of food to to fuel her gymnastics. (laughs) Um, then the other kind of, so the kind of main reveals from this are on the news. We, Sai confirms that Shido is actually being charged, uh, which we already said. And then the other thing is that she reveals that the woman who made the false testimony against Joker uh, because of Shido way back when, Mm -hmm. uh, came forward to tell the truth about what happened and Joker's criminal record will likely be expunged or will probably get like 
cleared. Yep. Which is great. Oh yeah, everything's turning up Joker, and it's yeah. it's wonderful to see. And then yeah, the, the it it feels like mostly a day to just continue sort of the like. It's weird because we're in this sort of like it, this would be sort of I keep saying sort of because I don't know how to say it without spoiling too much, but the the denouement period of the game, and so sure. it's this interesting thing of it's also now setting things up again. Um, yeah, uh, and it, tomorrow is the day where it really ramps. Right? Yeah, yeah. Other than, of course, the the reveal today that there's a handsome man on TV that An seems to like, and Morgana yes. would like to be like that man. Hmm. I'm sure that will never come up again. Hmm. Mysterious. Anyway, let's move on. Did that stand out to you when you first, when it first happened, or it, was it just another Morgana moment? It did only for the fact that they made a big deal about how handsome the guy was. So I was like, oh, is he going to be a new character this month? Like, is he going <laughs> to somehow play into the story? Like, are we going to have another run in at the TV station with this guy now? And yeah, he's going to they add They add another party member. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was the only thing that stood out to me. But obviously, we'll we'll get to that. Wouldn't it be great if we were like the entire time, like it's really nice that they're incorporating Kasumi early into the story so that it's, they don't just introduce someone at the very end. And then at the very end, they're like, Oh, there's also another person, this new guy. Yeah. This completely new party member. I mean, at this point, I don't know. All bets are off. It could be anything for me. Or maybe I'm saying that. So you won't expect it. Exactly. Oh, no. Um, so that's the, the party. Everyone looks forward to the new year. Uh, and then, you go to bed, and yes. then you wake up. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and Joker has this kind of weird dream sequence, right? Where you wake up in Maruki's office in your prisoner outfit, um, which is very strange. And you're sort of like, why are people racing cars outside of my house all day? A natural like, question. Yeah, that it's you ask just nuts, about. right? Like, <laughs> of all blocks. Like, I've been on your block. It's not like it's... Race central. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so where was I? Oh, You yes. were in the dream, which is really, I do want to say, I really, because obviously this is my first time seeing it. Yeah, tell me tell me your first reaction to this. It's, it's real spooky. Like, it is surprisingly mm. well done in how kind of creepy it is. Um, like, you know, obviously when he goes to the jail cell throughout the game, it is a dream we go through the the wires are the the chains and everything and then we wake up there but it's such a contained area this was getting into the school everything is somewhat occluded in shadow on the outskirts like i was not sure what was going to show up and and for the the brunt of it you were the only character save for the butterfly um, yeah which has larger persona implications um but yeah i was I was honestly thinking, oh, this could turn into a horror game right now, and I would not be shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it does not. Yes. So instead, what you have is you have this dream sequence where you're walk, you're following this butterfly out of the school, and while you're following it out of the school, uh, it is you're hearing the voices of your teammates, right? You're hearing the voices of... Ryuji and Haru, and I think it's Ryuji, Haru, Makoto, and On, everyone who goes to school Sounds with right. you, right? Um, and they're you're basically just getting little glimpses of them saying, like, lines from pre earlier in the game um, about different things here and there, uh, which, in retrospect, we know are about, like, basically little bits of, like, you know, their desires, essentially, or things that they want. Um, 
which will tie into a thing in two days. <laughs> uh, and then as you kind of get to the door of the school, a voice comes over the PA, not an actual voice, but a text voice that says like, oh, so you still haven't accepted it yet, huh? Well, I won't force you. Like, I'll talk to you later, basically. <laughs> and you leave. Um, the next morning you wake up. And it's January 1st. Happy it's New, a New Year. Happy New Year. And there's in real some... life to everyone listening along Yeah, also time. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, there's a kind of like pink, like cherry blossom thing on the date. And it's I got, really like, like the... it. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, and the fan site question has changed to, would you join the Phantom Thieves? Uh, to which the bar goes much lower. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work, you know? What's yeah. the what's the pay system? How's the healthcare? A lot of questions <laughs> need to get answered before you say yes. Uh, so the first thing that happens is you get a call or a text, I can't remember which, from Kasumi, who basically is like, hey, you remember that really important promise we made? You promised to go to the shrine with me, so let's go to the shrine today. And you're like, fine. Like, you're really huh? kind of sour about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you walk downstairs... And, uh, well, I guess Sojiro asks you to help out, right? So you're helping out in LeBlanc, and some stuff happens. And Jonathan, I want your reaction to what this stuff is. Because it starts off with a very hot man sitting at the bar. Well, excuse me, it starts off with a bunch of elderly patrons talking about how glad they are the shop is open. Come on, Tom. Obviously, they're the big bads we're going to be fighting in a few weeks. You can't hide this from me. I know the game secrets. I didn't want to make it too obvious. Um, so anyway, these, these people keep going. What I like about, I just wanted to bring them up mostly because I like that they go on for a very long time. It's sort of the same thing that the game does earlier to me where like it buries important information either behind sort of small talk or in the middle of small talk. And so it's like, they're just going on and on and things kind of just seem pleasant and whatever. And then, yeah, there's just this, uh, blue eyed guy at the bar just sitting there with some some handsomeness and is like oh you silly guy my my compadre ho 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 what a laugh we're having together because you don't know who i am how silly and oh my god did you know right away it took me a second because my brain immediately went why is the guy from tv here and then I was like, oh, I haven't had enough coffee today, you idiot. Um, but it did take me just a second because I was thinking of that. Like, I, I was just so thrown. Yeah. Um, and and so I started to suspect. But obviously, obviously we learned a little bit later. Yeah. The thing that we're dancing around, but it does get just revealed the next day, is that this is Morgana as a human. Yep. And I really like the design of Morgana as a human. Because, like, he's got this, like, gold necklace as the, like, collar or the bandana, right? And, like, the eyes being the blue and then everything else being red is, or black, sorry, is, like, it's, like, it's really a fun design for Morgana as a human. It's really great. It is, it is sort of, like, basic human idea from an animal. What would it look like? And, like, (laughs) just sort of stereotypically handsome, but has the, yeah, has just enough markings to let you know and hint on it's the character. Um, And I think the thing for me, like, that was, because does that happen, that happens before the Futaba stuff? Yes, Futaba comes in later. And so I think the Futaba stuff was where my brain really clicked in. I think that's when my, my Mm. mind went, oh, that's that, so that must be Morgana. 
Right. Was kind of how right. it went for me. Yeah, this was a... Unfortunately, this was a thing that I kind of had spoiled for me a little bit in my initial playthrough because they oh. were using a photo of, like, a screenshot of human Morgana in, like, some of the promotional material for Royal. Oh, weird. I missed that. So, like, and if you, like, are seeing it as promo material and you, like, see a human with blue eyes and a yellow necklace in, like, Joker's room, you can kind of, like, piece that together, what they might be teasing. Yeah, that's fair. That's, yeah. Hmm. Wow. I'm surprised they just revealed that. That's yeah, wild. It's, they revealed it really early, like, pre-game coming out. They, oh, they wow. showed that off. Man. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I, I, I'm glad that, yeah, it's a fun moment. It's you, really cool. Piece that together. And I think that with the combination of, and like not to seal what you were going to set up, but just sort of like Futaba coming in dressed up for the holiday and the, the visit to the, the shrine saying she picked it out with her mom and, and Joker then being like, well, huh? Cause it, it's right. very much, it would be odd if it's like, I picked it out with my mom years ago and it just happens <laughs> to fit me perfectly now. Yeah. And I'm not expressing any sadness about that. It was like, yeah, right, it's probably not that. And so I was like, she's yeah. back. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird sort of like throw you into the fire sort of moment. Uh, and then you have to go to the shrine and uh, Sojiro says, make sure you dress up for the weather or whatever. And this is. The best part about the Royal DLC, obviously. Okay, thank God we're aligned. This was one of my biggest points I was going to bring out. The winter Yay! fashion is phenomenal. Everyone gets new outfits. Every I, cast member. I, I'm so excited. I saw his jacket. I was like, oh, damn, that's good. Yeah, even, it's a good look. Even like Futaba's new sweatshirt that we see on in the next day or two. I'm like, oh, I, oh, we're, we're all getting winter clothes. I love this. Yeah. It's so good. It's really great. I love yeah. that they do this. And it's also very funny because uh, they keep these winter... So you know how there's, like, uh, in, in the base game, you you get some quick cutscenes right through kind of, like, that would happen this period? Yeah. Um, those are all in their old outfits in the base game. And in Royal, they're all in the new outfits because they're oh, in their winter outfits. Awesome. And it's, like, one of those ways that you can differentiate, like, which game the same cutscene is from. That's because, really like, cool. Because, like, now there's new outfits. And they're really Yeah, I like outfits. the new outfits. Yeah. Um, so you go to the shrine and there's a, uh, quick cutscene of you and Kasumi meeting up and then also the whole gang being there at the shrine, which is great, right? Everyone is there. Um, I, although I think the gang shows up potentially after the cutscene, but point being. They're part of they the cutscene. No, they're, they're, yeah. yeah okay. There's they're in the cutscene. Yeah. I don't remember how Look, let's worked. break down the cutscene frame by frame. I think that's what everyone <laughs> wants. Um, but there's a nice cutscene where you meet up with Kasumi and she looks adorable and then you do the thing for the shrine and then your whole group is there and you're like, wow, what an amazing coincidence that everyone showed up to this exact spot at this exact time. Huh, and then, what happenstance. Anyway, let's talk yes. about how busy we are with strange things. <laughs> yeah. So Joker immediately kind of understands that something weird is happening. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> Everyone has plans in ways that are not expected. So not I think possible, was... you mean? Yes, that <laughs> that. So like, Joe or uh, Ryuji says like, I'm gonna go uh, like see what the track team is up to, right? And On is like, I'm gonna go hang out with Shiho, which are both like kind of lower level. Like, wait, that's weird. Yeah, right? but okay. Um, and then there's weirder stuff where Futaba's like, I gotta go with my mom, and Haru's like, I'm gonna go hang out with my dad. And you're like, wait, what? 
uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. do do I have to break some bad news again? Yeah, it's yeah that. And that similarly, was... Makoto says like I'm gonna go spend it with my family when her yeah. family is like just sigh. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I don't remember what Yusuke's is, actually. <laughs> I don't know if there is, because I didn't write anything down. I wrote all of theirs down, and I don't have anything for Yusuke. Okay. Um, well, then Yusuke has... He has no, no dreams. No no dead loved ones to resurrect. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, I guess he literally does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun moment. It's really funny seeing this and and obviously i don't want to say too much to spoil any other media but like the idea of oh the world around me has changed like things are different the sort of like it's a wonderful life ish nature to sure. it's also very timely for the holidays mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it seeing the progression of it and i think the futaba moment in the cafe was where i first understood what was happening and then seeing how it continues to do that and and realizing Obviously, it's it's spoiling what happens in a day, but it's on this show. So it's like spoiling the idea that reality isn't the same anymore and seeing how like I knew that was the concept, essentially. Yeah. And, this, and I I like stories like that. I know it's an easy cliche to fall back on a lot in storytelling um, because you can so easily just create things that you wouldn't expect to be congruous with the characters that you have. But, you know, after 100 plus hours with all these characters, I think it works and I think it's exciting to explore that. Um, and yeah, so, yeah I, the, the way it unfolds, I really enjoy. I agree. I think it is, of course, wildly convenient from a storytelling DLC perspective. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's not, like, really weird and cool and you're like, oh, what is going on? Like, like that all works, too. Yeah. At least in this early kind of couple days. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I, I think it works because I give the game the benefit of the doubt to pull a move like this because sure. we are 100 plus hours in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I I was initially going back and forth as I was playing this week of like, do I like that they're using this? Because it is a very common trope of a way to do things. Um, yeah. Especially around the holidays. But I'm, I'm okay with it at the moment and enjoyed finding out what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from there, everyone has plans and they all ditch you. Uh, except for Kasumi, who wants to hang out. Except, oh, wait. Then her dad calls she and she can't. has to get picked up and go hang out with family. Yeah. Um, and we meet her dad. Her dad shows up, and guess what? He's wearing the red glasses that we helped pick out. I, I liked that. That was a very cute touch. Yeah, and he likes them. Yeah. Um, and then he says something to Kasumi that gets weirdly staticky, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, uh, and then moves on. And yeah. Kasumi leaves. I uh, do want to have... say, I think this scene oh, yeah. is funny because regardless of who, if you have romance someone in the game, this scene heavily feels like a romance-like hint at scene. They... The, all, I think all of Royal sort of makes it feel like it is expecting you to date Kasumi. Yeah. Right? Like, not necessarily forcing you to or anything, not necessarily making it weird if you don't, but, like, it it feels like they are anticipating the fact that you've probably beaten this game already and want to date the new person, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah. Which like, it hasn't been an option yet too. And I think that right. was the only reason why it's been weird for me is like, well, I chose to romance someone earlier, but it will be weird if I have to like also choose because it does feel like the game is naturally progressing you. And this feels very much like a moment where it's, oh, you're meeting the parents of the girl that you like and who likes you, and it's embarrassing and nervous and, and everything. It feels yeah. very much like that scene. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. And I don't know, like, 
apart from like Okumura, I don't know what other parents you meet. And I guess you never meet Okumura in person. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think. I mean, because yeah. Ryuji's mom is just sort of like this ethereal figure that doesn't exist. She's like a Charlie Brown adult. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You get <laughs> you know, that's a good good way to put it. Obviously, you get Sojuro and Futaba, but you, like right. your relationship to Sojuro also is very important. And I guess you could argue the same for Makoto and Sai, but Sai is more like yeah out of your control, whereas you can choose to spend time with and and both of those yeah, are romanceable people. Because An's parents are never around. Yeah. Yusuke's parents are gone. Ryuji's dad is gone, but his mom is, like, just never on screen. Mm-hmm. Futaba's parents are Sojiro and Wakaba, who you do kind of meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you just, you don't really meet any parents in this game except and, uh, for this one. Well, I was going to say, and Akechi has no issues with his family whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a dad you meet. That's, that's one dad. I'm sorry, Damn. everything comes back to dad issues. <laughs> Although I guess you don't actually meet Shido in person either. Ah, uh, you've run into him by the elevators early on. Oh, no, of course on. you do. I'm an idiot. You know, I'm the a beginning. stupid, dumb idiot. It's Come literally on, the very beginning of the game. What's wrong with me? Moving it's on, fun. embarrassingly. <laughs> um, Tom, that was eight months ago. Who remembers what they did a week ago? Yeah, that's fair. Um, that was a year ago. No. Uh, Almost. So there was, after that, you kind of get, like, a text message conversation with your friends, right, about, like, uh, they're talking about the f- the first dream of the new year, which is a thing in Japanese culture, um, and also share a cute little photo that happens during the day, uh, and basically it's, like, all a little too normal, and Joker, like, knows something is up, right? Like, immediately Joker is, like, something is, like going on here that is weird um whereas everybody else just seems to be acting like it's all totally normal yeah it's um again it's the like using the sort of perfunctory or sort of the everyday and casual small talk to represent that something else is going on which i like yeah yeah anyway now we're on to january 2nd which Which the game of course skips Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Again, nothing happens this day. No, this is the big day. This is the big old, big old, big day. Man, it really starting, does not waste any time. It does not. Uh, starting with, you wake up in bed with a hot dude. <laughs> Just cuddling you. Yeah, that was, I, I think if there was any doubt beforehand that this was Morgana, that probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you wake up in bed with hot dude. And you're like, what is going on? And hot dude is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, I just love that so much. Yeah, I do. The and obviously there's more to the the day for Morgana. But yeah, it is a very funny just like, oh, silly you. Come on. This is how it just always works. Um, And it's like, I don't know. For a game that doesn't let you have a same sex relationship. I don't feel like this is how it normally works. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's, that's sort of the first beat of, of this morning getting weird. And then obviously we hear the woman's voice downstairs. Yes. Um, So you go downstairs to breakfast and Sojiro and Futaba and Wakaba are all eating dinner or eating breakfast together very casually. Uh, and it's just treated like 
nothing is wrong and you're like i don't know about you but i definitely chose the option that was like asking her like sphinx lady i loved that option was it was so funny because it's like wait hold on or hmm this is strange or like huh uh lady from the pyramid am i getting that right yeah it's (laughs) it's such a funny dialogue choice and she's funny and charming and very fun and everything is hunky-dory and you're like what is going on yeah um and uh i also really appreciate at one point god when when does this happen oh yeah when sojiro says wakaba's name and you get like a flashback to sojiro talking about like wakaba how wakaba had died and it's like yeah we know who wakaba is like, we remembered <laughs> i mean i know it's been months but like come on there was uh can i give you a, this is a very weird tangent but this actually reminds me um so we watched cruella on new year's eve Okay. And I guess not the very vague spoilers for Cruella, but there's like a moment. She doesn't like dogs. Ooh. Uh, there's a moment at the end where it makes a big reveal and it flashes back to literally within the last five minutes of like Amazing. a scene that happened to remind you that that happened. And I, just immediately I was like, we didn't need that. I actually enjoyed the movie. Like it was kind of a fun, just silly, whatever movie. But there was that moment where I was like, we didn't, we could have edited that out. That didn't, that didn't benefit anyone. But it's, yeah, it's funny when stuff gets put in to movies like that. Cause normally it is a like, oh, audience testing. People didn't remember why this was important. Right. And so presumably they did that because they were worried people would have forgotten. But I'm like, I don't know. I care about Futaba a lot. I kind of remembered that her mom is dead and we fought a fake Sphinx version of her. Yeah. We, we've talked about this as in, in other parts of this too, of like just the like kind of cutting back, reminding you because it is a big game and it's not like I mind it. It's just like no, yeah. very funny with such a major character. <laughs> exactly. It, it would It would make a lot of sense if it was a smaller moment like pancakes. But yeah, this was a very funny moment where it was like, I think I know what's Futaba's deal, like what Futaba's deal is. I think I'm yeah. good there. Akechi walks in the door next, and it's just like it doesn't give you a flashback to be like Akechi. <laughs> well, though we minute. do get an Akechi uh, flashback a little bit later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. we do. Yeah. Um. So Akechi appears. Akechi walks in, which is unexpected because he should be in jail. Yeah. Uh, and we he all walks look up fabulous. Yeah, and just he walks up to you and immediately just is like, oh yeah, his new outfit, I forgot. Yeah. Um, and is like, something's up, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, something's up. And so you leave and you go to the uh, the laundromat across the street to talk. And basically, he's like, they just let me go. Yep. I don't know what the deal is, but they just let me walk. And something, everyone is acting weird and something is really wrong here. And I don't know what. And let's team up to solve the case. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing before we get to that, because I do want to uh, talk about just my reaction to all of that. Um, yeah, please. Th- there is also a moment here where uh, we ask him, or you can, like, it's technically one of the three dialogue options, but I assume probably most people pick it and two, the game would show you it in some way. You can be like, but yeah. wait, how are you alive? Right. And that's where it flashes back to the scene yeah. of of him and his double about to shoot each other. And he's like, I, well, we don't need to talk about that right now and brushes that off. And I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. I don't know if that comes up later in the month. Obviously, please don't tell me, but I do sure. really like the idea that the game is like, eh, we don't need to explain that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He's back. Let, let's, let's just keep going. Keep yeah. it going. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I... He does say at that point, though, he does say, like, I'm offended you would think so little of me or exactly. whatever. Like, that, yeah. like a shadow could kill me. So, he, he, yeah, he kind of dodges it, but also is, like, sort of like, come on. like what? I can handle this, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, it, that moment was just funny to me because it stood out because I was like, oh, there is a way they could have done this as a very long explanation. And I was kind of glad in the moment that it wasn't, let's take 20 yeah. minutes to deal with this. Because uh, it catches back and that's what matters. Um, just well, if you if you go and after this conversation, go back into your room and talk to Futaba. She explains everything about oh, how he escaped. Okay. And yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. a very long extra conversation. Operation Double Team Akechi, and it's yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. That has other meanings. <laughs> what? The, you mean the Disney Channel original movie Double Teamed? <laughs> yes. Decoms. Uh, anyway, the the moment where he. Is I just I'm glad I broke Tom. Uh, the <laughs> the beginning of this like from the first moment I just want to because it, it will come up I think throughout this like uh, just a huge hats off to I think the writing of it that they still don't let up on the fact that Akechi has turned like at this point it's not as if he starts becoming a good person again. No, right. And he is oh, still we'll see more of that. Yeah, like he is still Akechi on another level like the true Akechi. And yeah. just like, I know I said this before the Christmas break, but I, just again, a hats off to Robbie Damon, I think for so easily, not easily, obviously it's, it's his work that makes it happen, but like so convincingly selling the difference between the two Akechis, like yeah. he, just in everyday conversation of things, even when he's not talking about murdering people, like he still feels evil at every beat. And it's, it's just really good. Yeah, and the only thing they've toned down right is, like, the face a Yes, bit. yeah. Like, because his face after he turns evil is, like, always, like, really crazy. And It's a and bit more like it's... Joker face. Yeah. The, the Batman Joker, not our yeah, Joker. Yeah, 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 like that, sort of. Now now his face is, it's definitely much more, like, still sort of, like, something brewing behind his eyes, but, like, not, like, he's literally going insane. Yeah. It's it's really well done, but yeah. Anyway, so we he he offers us this team up as you were yeah. saying. Yeah, says just decides he's like I. It, it will benefit both of us to find out what is going on here. So let's team up to figure out what's going on here. Um, and then you immediately get a call in the middle of this from Kasumi, who says that the palace that you guys went into months ago, right? Uh, over in Odaiba is faintly visible while in the real world. And you go, uh-oh, and Akechi hears this on the phone, and you run over to meet her there. That shouldn't be happening. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so you get there, and you discover that basically either nobody else is noticing this or cares. Like, it's not f- jumping out to them in any way. Yeah. Um the you also notice find out that the nav app is back on your phones although instead of being red it's kind of like a silvery blue right icon um and you go to check the search history like you did a million years we're going to a million years ago before kasumi's phone died and the name of the palace in it is censored so you can't tell what it is whose palace it is because they really want to just keep this reveal lingering. I do um, like that they are uh, 
it, it, it's one of those funny things where it's like, oh, well, we don't have the name, so we can't get in. And Akechi or whoever is like, don't worry, we can still use it as a search history and be able to <laughs> yeah. click it and go in. And it's like, ah, yes, it does work like a Safari browser. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very funny, but it it essentially just sets up. I I think what I liked about this all was just the the weirdness of it, continuing to sell the idea that. Not only is reality a mist, but just the things we thought were over with are not in a very stark way. And so you go into the palace immediately to investigate. Were you expecting this? Were you expecting just like right away you go into the palace? No, I thought for sure. I don't know what my expectations were for this month. Like, obviously, I knew there would be one more palace because we saw this palace earlier and then like it had to have come back. Yeah, not like it's just going to go away. <laughs> exactly. So I knew there would be a palace, but I figured there would be like, a w- honestly, I thought it would roll out almost like a uh, a micro version of the entire game where it would be like a short week of kind of social stuff and maybe they'd introduce another mini game or two mm. and maybe I'd hang out with people for a bit and there would be like a new level to hang out with Kasumi for a day and then sure. we would go into the palace in like a week because things were up. But I do... I do appreciate that it doesn't wait to get you into that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I have no idea how meaty, like, this section of the game will feel overall, but I do like that it gets you going there and gets you so much essential information right off the bat because it does, it doesn't linger in a way I think it could have in, in a way sure. I was expecting it to, and I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. And it, like, while I was playing through it, too, I was like, I wonder, I can't remember how much they reveal in this, like, out, like, this first intro to the palace. Like, I don't remember. Like, and it turns out it's basically a lot. Yeah. Um, so we can keep moving. Um, one thing that's of note is that when you go into the palace, the transition is different, right? It's mm-hmm. this sort of, like, weird, gridded, again, like, bluey, purpley, white transition. And then when you're in the palace the, like, corners of your vision that are usually red are sort of more, like, bluey and, like, yeah. it's all a little different, right? It's, like, going out of its way to, like, point out that this is, like, this is similar but different. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just the metaverse again or whatever. It's not just, like, exactly what was going on before. Exactly. At least. Um, so, you get into the palace and... The main difference from the last time you were there, A, well, I guess we should talk about this. Akechi is in his evil outfit. Yep. I, and he, he's just straight up like, I have no reason to hide who I am anymore. Yeah, he's like, other than Kasumi not knowing, like, who cares? It's, <laughs> I am this. This is me. And this is the darkness inside me brewing. And I, yeah, he's he's really ready to just have my chemical romance blaring behind him as he, like, slaughters all the persona ahead of him. But uh, if you look at the run of show, my note for this moment was Akechi is scary. And then there's a note just a little bit later that is seriously, Akechi <laughs> is so scary. He is. Yeah. He uh, also has great hearing, it turns out, as we learn, um, yes. because it uh, obviously comes a little bit later. But like after one of the fights, Kasumi is like, is he always like this? Like, is this is this him? like a like I think she says like bloodthirsty or something like, or, yeah, like. Like, yeah, there like, is some word. Let me see if I wrote it down. But yeah, you're t- there is like a is he always this uh, <laughs> killing like because, yeah, we're bad. <laughs> it's not good. But yeah, let me see so, if I can find it. I'm, I'm going to say uh, again, 
I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything, but Akechi in general and how they handle him through this DLC, this DLC section is, like, probably my favorite part of Royal. Okay. And, like, this whole palace exploration where he's the voice in your ear instead of Morgana or Makoto or Futaba, and he's just, like, so cruel and, like, let's murder them and, like, just talking, like, horrifically and his call-outs in combat where he's just, like, getting into that, like, really, like, kind of scratchy, high-pitchy screech sort of sound that Robbie Damon does with his voice occasionally, like... He's just so freaking brutal. And, like, I love that that's the direction they've taken him here, right? That they're like, you know what? You had a whole palace with Akechi as a good guy faking who he was. And mm-hmm. now you know who he is. And now you get to see Akechi. You get to partner up with Akechi when he's just, like, going. When he is just going. <laughs> and, obviously, I can't spoil it because I don't know what happens. I don't know if there's any attempt at redeeming him at some point but i like that there isn't that attempt now um the the word she uses is ruthless um ruthless yeah yeah, yeah. um after after one of the fights um and it's yeah i like that they don't shy away from this because otherwise every other character who has joined up with you you know has been like obviously yeah they're ready to kick butt and and save the world and everything and and get into the action but they're not like this none of them are like this and so to have such a different opposite end of of, uh, behavior in the metaverse i think is just such a cool touch and yeah as you said you feel it in the combat i think some of the most when he is saying all those things and is so consistent with it um it's it's really really cool and and i just think like obviously before the big reveals at the end you get him getting the sense of being a little bit again a step ahead of you because he is he is meant to be that smart of a character and meant to be that that fast and and that on his on his feet and so he immediately picks up on sort of the i think he calls it like cultish nature of the way the shadows are talking um yeah and and says like that gives us a lot of insight into the palace ruler uh you bring up kasumi a couple of times and when you're talking about kasumi he questions that a little bit uh yeah he's picking up on it yeah he he picks up on all that stuff and i appreciate that they kept that as part He's of still smart as hell. Yeah, 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 which I love. Also, there's a little bit of a mechanical thing that I really like with him switching from Robin Hood to Loki uh, in his personas is that Robin Hood, his nice persona, was weak to curse mm-hmm. and had bless and curse attacks. And now Loki is weak to bless and doesn't have his bless attacks just anymore. Just has curse, yeah. Um, which is just like like a really very simple, cool thing, right? It was like good. It's just very nice little touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you go into the palace. The main thing you find out about the palace, it's way full of people, and it's some sort of clinic or something to, like, make people happy. They just talk about, like, taking away people's worries and making them happy. And, of course, there are shadows in there that don't want you to stop them, see you as intruders or whatever, and that they're, like, here for the salvation of the world or whatever they say, right? Um, so you sort of fight your way through this palace. Again, Akechi is just so cool yeah it like i'm you know i tend to play pretty good in games but to have this bad voice with you the whole time is is pretty great he's he's just like yeah let's do it come on it's such a different personality from the rest of the game oh totally used to 
Um, um, yeah, the yeah. trio of them together is really fun too. Just right, it's a, and you get Kasumi as well. Yeah, especially if you have uh, all of them just in their standard outfits of just. It's a very cool black palette of of outfits um, of the three of them. Like, there's not much color to any of them, and I think it works in really good contrast to obviously you know there's notes of red with Kasumi, but um, just in very nice contrast to how starkly white and bright and and as you were saying almost like clinical everything is here yeah yeah it's uh so you fight your way through the palace you kind of go through this one door at one point and um there's a screen a tv screen and you watch a moment of kasumi's dad mourning over a dead body that has been covered right um kasumi's sister and i was like oh yeah how sad kasumi's sister as we know huh why aren't they showing her (laughs) that seems weird yeah so they don't show her kasumi has a freak out moment where she kind of feels like there's this feeling like there's something important she needs to remember but she can't remember what but also she feels like she absolutely must not remember it right like it's this like pull internally um, but she wants to know the truth. And so she decides, let's keep pushing. Let's go find this palace ruler. Let's see what's going on. Um, you have another moment where you like fight some shadows that are like, fine, if you want to know the truth, then here's the truth. And it shows this moment where a girl who is in gymnastics outfit and looks like Kasumi and has just won a, a, uh, a trophy the difference is that her hair and her eyes are brown instead of red. Um, and also the, is it the, like a mole or like a beauty mark oh, I don't know. on her face? That That's what I first noticed, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> so she's she looks like Kasumi, but a little different. Um, and says, she's winning some award and she's accepting it. She's saying thank you. She even sounds like Kasumi. And then she says like, oh, there's my sister in the audience uh sumire and she's waving at kasumi um and then you get a voice over the pa that sounds very familiar Mm -hmm. who's like just don't just stop fighting it just go back to reality and stop fighting this you'll be happier that way but kasumi really wants to know the truth so you go down and the voice over the pa says fine i'll come talk to you what i loved about Um, that was well one i didn't to me, I was just like, huh, that's a weird moment. Didn't think anything about Kasumi waving at Kasumi. I really just was like, oh, I guess because we're the only people standing there. And she right. looked like her. Um, but then also, just for reference, I think you're a little bit fuzzy. Um, the funny thing there was just uh, to get the voice to come out. Akechi basically just baits him out. And yeah. <laughs> it was like, why don't you just show yourself? Stop this. We're, I don't want to have to keep talking to you this way. I was like, all oh, right, yeah. cool. Ake- Akechi just has no patience for any of this the entire time, right? Yeah. Uh, even in, there, there was a moment right before that uh, gymnastics scene where one of the fights against uh, a, a persona, it starts off with Kasumi rushing in and trying a bunch right. of attacks that don't hit at all. Um, yeah. And he's just like, no, don't, don't do that. Like, we need to... We need to coordinate and, and be on the same page, and, and that won't work. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's cool to see a catchy be so brutal and so like you were saying, still like not out of control. Yeah. Except for when he wants to kill something, he is just like ruthless. Except for spoilers, the showtime later. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway. Yeah, that one is really good. Anyway, we'll get there. But first, we get the big reveal, which I assume you saw coming. At this point, I think I knew. Um, yeah. Again, I haven't been spoiled. I didn't know it was going to be the case. But I, th- like, I think in the back of my head, as, as we were going into the royal content, I was like, there's no way... Maruki was in the rest of the game and not important in the royal content. Yeah. And then when we were when we were in the palace so early, I was like, okay, for this to matter, it would have to be him or I guess Kasumi's dad, but like that wouldn't hit the same way. Um, right. Those were kind of my two thoughts of who it could be at this point. Um, yeah. Because it had to be someone who has existed in the story somewhat, at least at the time we went to the first palace, which is wild or when we went to the palace for the first time, which also to me is this wild case of, we don't really get the sense of how long the palaces exist in the game the rest of the right. time. Like, I I guess you could make the case that Shido's palace has existed for a while, but I never thought of it that way. Like, for me, they always sort of existed probably not too long before we got into them, which is maybe just silly thinking. But here it's like, oh no, we have fundamental proof that this palace has just been there. Yeah. And that whoever this person is has been in that state of mind for this long. Um, and of course, that person is Dr. Maruki, which is why you needed to max out his confidant rank to get here. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully everyone did. Um, so the whole deal, right, is that you helped him with his research on cognitive science and changing people to... Right, his whole deal is that he's trying to heal people's mental pain in the same way that you can heal their physical pain. And what he says now is he's figured out a way to, uh, you know, he's figured out a way to alter reality to people's wishes, right? Uh, Which is even a catchy is like, that's like crazy, right? Like <laughs> A, to do, but B, that you have that power is nuts, yeah. right? When when um, Akechi disagrees with you in that way, when th- when Akechi thinks you've gone too far, you've gone too far. Yeah. Is yeah. basically. Um, um, the other thing that's interesting here that's just a nice little throwback is if you do go back and watch the scene where you first go into this palace, mm-hmm. um, what is it? Kasumi mentions Maruki's name. And then the two people, there are two NPCs who just kind of pass by. Oh, yeah. And one of them is like, what's this building? Is it some kind of laboratory? And the other one, and then Kasumi's like, it's not a lab. It's a, uh, like a sports stadium or whatever. And then those are the keywords and that's all the thing. And so she gets into Maruki's palace in like basically the exact same way that you and Ryuji do for Kamoshida's way back in the beginning. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's such a So there is there is that sort of hint of if you notice that Maruki's like the only name she kind of mentions there, Mm. like you can sort of piece that together really, really early. That's Um, really cool. I love that. But again, it's it's very subtle. Yeah. No, that's so good. But yeah, this was I I think the it being Maruki was less of a, a, a gut punch than what we find out after. But it's still Yeah. It still works really well. Like it was one of those things where I also love the way he's behaving here because not just in addition to him being like all clad in white with his like hair slicked back, looking like, I don't know, uh, a tech CEO. Um, yeah. He, or a bond villain. Yeah. But he, he acts in that. So like, Oh, what I'm doing isn't wrong. 
Like, right. oh, you say he's palace super, ruler. He's super calm about it. Exactly. I don't know what those things mean. Like, that's not what this is to me. And, 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 and talks about sort of having the reality of, of this both be like, he's created both this and the reality outside of it now um, is such a cool, just like, Oh my God, how powerful is this man? <laughs> like yeah. I can see maybe why it was bad if this research got into the wrong hands, because boy, can you somehow gain tremendous power? And, and the fact that I don't know exactly when this comes up, so forgive me if I'm jumping ahead, but that he sort of says like, Oh, I've had a, a sort of, this comes up later, because I've had a bit of this power for forever is like right oh my god (laughs) which is we get their big reveal you've known this whole time you've we've been calling her kasumi and you haven't let on a word i know oh my god i even made a joke at one point okay so let's get to the real oh no did you layer in a joke in the show like they did oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i guess go Um, back and re-listen everyone so uh well, first of all, so God, where am I going? The show now turns into a telenovela, uh, or the game turns into a telenovela briefly, because mm-hmm. it turn. You get a cutscene where, from the perspective of Sumire, you are watching Kasumi, who is the brown-haired girl, and Sumire is feeling really down on herself, and Kasumi, saying Kasumi's the one who gets all the awards, and Sumire sucks, and Kasumi's trying to like make her feel better and being very friendly older sister, and then Sumire gets very sad and runs off, right? Because she feels like she's a burden on Kasumi or whatever. Runs away, and Kasumi chases her down, and she runs into the middle of traffic, and Kasumi saves her life by pushing her out of the way of a car and gets hit herself. And Kasumi dies. And then you have this really harsh reveal, right? Where Sumire is sitting there in the rain looking at her dead sister with her long hair. And then Kasumi in the actual, in like present day, like drops to her knees and her bun falls out and she has the long hair and it's revealed that she is actually Sumire all along. The hair change was so good. The hair change was my favorite part, but just to, yeah. to convey like how shocked I was as it was happening, I was li- like live typing down notes and I, <laughs> and I was like, okay, Sumire runs into traffic and gets hit. Wait, no, Kasumi does not Sumire. Kasumi died and Kasumi is Sumire. And I just kept writing their names like 12 times because I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so way back when we were talking about maxing out Kasumi, uh-huh. uh, we were talking about what, like, the weirdness of it, and I made a joke that was like, she's been dead the whole time! <laughs> and it was... Can't believe, can't believe you spoiled Persona 5 Royal for me. I know, I'm sorry. That's so good. Um, that is very... Congratulations to you. That is... Very well played. Very well played. So the funny <laughs> thing, interesting too, is so we now have to start calling her Sumire because she's I Sumire. Uh, it doesn't come out that way though. A lot of the community online will actually type her name out as Kasumire. I was just going to say we should portman to it. Yeah. Because it's Ka, Sumi, and Sumi, Ray, right? Yeah. So the two middle, like the, the two characters are the same, which I'm sure is intentional, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So she's Sumire and not Kasumi. And Maruki has basically changed her cognition to make her think that she's, or she wanted to change her cognition because she couldn't live in a world where she was the reason that her sister was dead. So instead, she like 
mentally made her sister be alive through her, right? Mm -hmm. Is like kind of what's going on here, roughly speaking. I guess for me, and maybe you can tell me, maybe it spoils it. So if not, I understand. So like, just to make sure I have it right. Um, she like she saw herself as Kasumi because she yeah. could she couldn't live on in a world where Kasumi wasn't living like it it wasn't and, fair and and where it was her fault yeah, yeah. exactly so she like m- mentally st- believes that she is Kasumi yeah and Maruki change like makes that essentially happen for her so that she can live thinking she is Kasumi and so. Yeah, that's that's my understanding of it, but, right? Because she's she's had this happen for months at this point. But everyone else, I guess, aside from our friend group, who I have told her is Kasumi, and we find out why I think she's Kasumi. But everyone else thinks or like knows she is Sumire, right? So like her dad would have known she is Sumire, right? Yes. Okay. And if you go back and you watch the cutscene where her dad's like voice is like clipped or whatever and gets yeah. fuzzy. The la- the only thing that makes it through is Ray. So oh, it's like okay. implied that he's saying her name gotcha. and she just doesn't hear it. Okay. Okay. Um okay. the other thing you can go back and look at through all this cuz there's a ton of little easter eggs here and there. Like they point out, right? The only reason you thought she was Kasumi was cuz when she valiantly saved that balloon her student ID thing dropped and it said Kasumi Yoshizawa on it. So clearly she was like holding her sister's thing, but you just assumed she was Kasumi. I love that this dumb moment that I have mocked so endlessly of the Valiant balloon saving was that important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's so cool. It's so good. Ah. But there's, there's other things like when you'll know you, the other thing you can notice is that Mm. your friends, you introduce her to your friends, but Anyone who already knew her only ever calls her Yoshizawa-san. Okay. So, like, Akechi only ever calls her Yoshizawa. Um, Kawakami, Maruki, they only ever call her Yoshizawa. And so, like, they all know that she's Sumire, but they just never say her name. They only ever call her Yoshizawa. And similarly, that's why when you say Kasumi Mm -hmm. next to Akechi... Mm-hmm. Akechi is like, wait, what? Yeah. Because he knows that she's Sumire, and he kind of just lets it play out because he realizes something is happening, right? Like, he realizes something else is going on. It's so good. Oh, my it, God. There's, there's <laughs> a... Yeah, th- I really did appreciate on a second playthrough yeah. knowing all of this stuff, right? Because you catch a lot of little moments where you're like, oh, they phrased that thing really specifically to make it so that this doesn't break this illusion. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and that's such an, uh, that's a, a very interesting, sorry, I'm trying to piece together cause I'm just in so many different places. Cause it's so yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah. Please. Um, please. the, what to me is very interesting is that it also works because of the way I think Japanese naming conventions work in the sense of, right. We in English wouldn't like call her, Yoshizawa all the time like say you do call your friends casually by their last name at certain ages and 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 certain friend groups do that but typically like people would call you always by your first name at least growing up where I did so this would or at least that's how you would be introduced introduced yes yeah and and so that 
works, I think, also because of the way they often, like, Japanese people do use certain referencing to to show age and to show deference and, and things and respect and things of that nature. Like, it, it, it works on that level, too. And, and I'm just so impressed by that, because if it were just a bunch of kids from New York or something, it wouldn't, it would be harder to fake that without it feeling yeah. unnatural. But it, it doesn't, at least to someone who is not Japanese watching this game about Japanese kids. But yeah, it, I, I just think the naming works so well and it's hidden so well behind all that stuff throughout the game that looking back, nothing ever felt out of place or awkward. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it is a trick of the kind of just the, the structure of that of la- Japanese language that allows this trick to work really well. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And I, yeah, I, I mean, this reveal was like very, wild telenovela drama to me when i first saw it not that that's a bad thing right oh it's no just like oh man this is like a big old twist i mean i, I love jane the virgin for all of its ridiculous twists uh and, i love and that show too telenovelas are are a thing and for a very good reason uh but it's yeah it's so good and i do think the the moment of her her hair falling down is just so well played it's um, very artfully done yeah because this is like i i think what you're saying by the telenovela comment is that it's just so wild like it is such a yeah. big audacious thing to reveal that a character has been using the identity of a dead character and convinced themselves they are that dead character like it's yeah. so and and good. a character you've known for so long is the yeah. other part of it right like like this i you don't get this a lot in games i mean you do definitely in jrpgs because they are long yes. but it is, it is rarer in games to have a character that you've spent so much time with like suddenly be someone else right yeah. like is not not incredibly frequent at least i will say and it's not as effective as this when you've spent so much long time with them yeah exactly it is because she has been it would not have hit the same if kasumi was introduced you know at in december or something like right. it, it works right. because you know her and because you've bonded with her and because she has been a part of the whole thing and and i think very well integrated for a character who wasn't there the whole time <laughs> originally right. so Let's move on from that yeah. because it is a big deal, but there's a couple more things we got to touch on really quick. Yes. First of all, uh, Marky basically explains his motivations and like you were alluding to already, his his like stated goal is that he wants to end all suffering, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to end the world suffering. So it is not like a malicious, like Shido, I want to rule the country sort of goal necessarily, at least stated by him. Um, but Akechi, who's kind of acting as your voice for a lot of this, is basically like, no, like we would all be living under your thumb, right? Like we would all be living at your whim that you could change reality however you wanted. And like, that's all. And he's accuses him. He's like, that's all you want is you just want to be able to the power of controlling people. And Maruki kind of like takes offense to that a little bit, but like sort of leaves, he leaves it up to Kasumi to be like, do you want to be Sumire? Or do you want to go back to being Kasumi? And she very much says like, I, I cannot live as Sumire anymore. Like, I want to go back. Yeah. And goes back to him, and he's going to, like, change her back into remembering that she's Kasumi um, because she just can't handle it otherwise, she says. Um, and you say, all right, then we'll take her by force. And Maruki even, and this is, like, a conflicting thing, right? Because Maruki's, like, realize that if you're trying to take her, like, you're going against her wishes here, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, 
a thing I really appreciate about all of this whole setup is like, at least initially, right, it's pretty gray. Like it is not cut and dry as like this man is evil doing evil deeds as some of the other villains in this game have been. Um, you can see which is why, cool. why people would want what he is offering. Um, sure. And, and uh, that obviously comes into play where like the, the week leaves off, but it's to me, I, I think it is, it, at least for me, it is cut and dry in the sense of what a catchy saying of we are essentially just creating another God who we all live under in the same way right. that we just had to defeat the last God. <laughs> like, yeah, like a week ago. It, yeah. We can't just keep fighting gods. It's too much. We have to go to school at some point and take yeah. our finals, you know, but we, we would essentially be allowing for that to happen. And even if that's not what he wants, it's way too easy to have someone get that much power, like on, on a level that is just incomprehensible to yeah. then keep, keep existing and, and acting in that way when they are, essentially just a human like it is a different thing of to dip back into i guess you know like religious doctrine it's not like god started out as a human who then gained godlike powers in christianity right like that's not how that works and so it's like you are still murky is still immortal and still a human with all those flaws and to let him ascend to that level would be potentially catastrophic because yeah like yeah. like he said he could just change it how he wants so you're gonna fight him and he says fighting's not my thing and instead a giant tentacle monster comes out and you fight that thing and you defeat it only by using the power of teamwork and you finally get a joker showtime and it's with a catchy and it is horrific it's so dark it's it's so cool too i the just the darkness of it of them catapulting like and bouncing around the the city street tops one is very cool and two it's yeah. very silly but immediately brought to mind um the uh secret vid- this is just a, a random jrpg parallel but like the the coolness of the secret video in kingdom hearts one that teased kingdom hearts two which is this whole like cityscape <laughs> fight where they're bouncing around all these buildings and everything uh and it, yeah. like it, it was dark and, and and moody in a way that the game hadn't been to this level before and so like obviously persona 5 has been dark but just to have the two of them being just go all out and like oh we're gonna just murder this thing and go and see. yeah it's so good it's such a cool it's catchy just really letting go and just using like horrific jagged sword to like bloody his head. oh god just it's so messed going up going crazy like i i appreciate the sort of artistic nature of showing the swipes and then showing as i put it a catchy just lose it with, yeah with evil a catchy teammate is the best so i am good. so excited for you to see more of evil a catchy teammate it's so good but um, yeah we defeat this monster and you defeat the monster Marky says hey man take a week <laughs> he says go look at the new re- the new reality i've created because all of your friends are enjoying it already alluding to the fact that the weird stuff they were talking about like wakaba coming back is his doing right yeah um all of your friends are enjoying this new reality they've embraced it so why don't you go take a week see the world see what's up and then come back here in one week and we'll talk again um, and what luck and what timing for us of this show that we get two massive Mondays in the royal content. Yeah, it's, it's good. Again, it's, legitimately not a planned thing. I'm not saying that facetiously. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it rolls. It's really luck, lucky timing. Um, so you leave. And yeah. 
Akechi's like, let's meet up later and we'll figure this out, right? Because he's like, I'm going to go do some of my own investigating. Mm-hmm. And you go talk to your friends or whatever. Because um, we're going to need more than just us. And we have and, presumably the first of what I assume will be more talks to come. But Right. Yeah. Uh, and you go back home and hot guy Morgana is there. Um, and you basically like say a couple things to Morgana being like that sort of get him to start remembering stuff. And he's like, wait, was I like kind of implying he's like remembering he wasn't always human basically. Yeah. Um, as, as I put in my notes, he hits a cat memory and is like, I gotta go think about some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you have this moment where you sort of kind of like similar to how Kasumi was like remembering the stuff about, or Sumire was remembering the stuff about Kasumi. Um, you have a, kind of a moment where you like trigger a memory in Morgana's mind of like, oh wait, what's, this is weird and like makes him feel uncomfortable and he leaves. Yeah. And that's the end of the week. There, There's one small thing in that convo I just wanted to briefly point out because at least for me, it, it sort of exemplifies why Maruki's like stated goals and, and the like actual actions he takes are kind of in, in conflict is Akashi calls after you've gotten home and is like, hey, I checked in with Sumire's family and they just think she's at training camp. Like already, right. just in this short couple span of a couple hours, Maruki is already changed reality again and and layered on another lie and i think like that is where the fundamental problem comes from with his reality changing is like he's to in order to keep things level and to keep people happy he just has to keep layering on lies and lies and at least in my mind it would mean eventually things would get so conflicted and so incongruous that the like that would fall apart and and i think that's where like so much of a catchy is right here in that sense. Yeah, which is a wild thing to say, right? Yep. And a catchy is also like to a catchy's point of like, you know, even if everything went fine, like y- they would be living at the whim of somebody else, right? Under the control of somebody else, which exactly. is a catchy's whole thing is that he doesn't want to be like subservient to people or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's so but good. that's the week and we'll be back. We're going to spend a week in the Marky's new reality. And then we're going to go talk to him again next Monday. <laughs> ah, it's so cool to be here. It's so cool. Yeah. I'm glad that you were finally here. I'm glad oh, yeah. that uh, I hope you enjoyed it. it. It was such a good intro. I'm glad. Like I said, I think there could have been a way where this DLC really did like a slow burn start. And the fact that it doesn't just got me even more excited for it. Cause it is yeah. like, I have heard so many like good and and somewhat conflicting things about the dlc in terms of people's reactions to it overall but on the whole people seem to like it and so i was just very much anticipating what it could be to to live up to you know after such a great hundred plus hours okay what are you going to add at the end of it to still feel worthwhile and and so far it does in in a really cool way and like there are definitely complaints to be had about it, and I will bring those up as they come. <laughs> but overall, I really enjoy this stuff, yeah. and it's very cool that, you know, three, four days into this new kind of reality uh, section, <laughs> new reality, we have our major villain, we have the palace, we have this 
really weird, cool new wrinkle with Akechi being on our team, right? Yeah. And then we also have this, like, really interesting subplot of, like, wow, Kasumi Sumire is, like, way more complex than we thought, and her, like, confidant line was pretty simple before, so, like, it's really cool to see, like, where that character is going to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it sets up a ton of stuff, and I'm really excited to get into it more. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. Let's wrap up uh, with our our quizzes. Uh, Jonathan, did you have a persona pseudonym for me? I do. I'm going to give you what I think is an easy one to start out with. I assume you fought it uh, during this time. I did, but I didn't capture any personas this time. Well, this one, well, at least you'll probably know which one it is. This is the killer teddy bear. Oh, I do. Uh, That's bugs, right? Bugs or bugbear as it goes in, in other places. But yeah, bugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bugs. Oh, bugbear makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Okay. It's cute. Yeah, bugs. It's a good. It's it's a, a simple but a nice persona to start things off with. I'm sure yeah. there'll be some crazy ones to come. But do you have? I a, didn't capture it. But yeah. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I just remember that one. Yeah, I didn't capture any on this first run just because I wanted to fight them all and, and kind of get in the groove of it. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? Uh, did you have a question for us before we leave as well? I do. Uh, so. Um, I was gonna ask. Actually, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So during the, uh, text conversation where they're talking about their first dream, this is a Japanese thing in Japanese culture called Hatsu Yume, which is basically like the first, you're, you're going to party all night on January 31st, so you won't have dreams, but then on the January 1st, or the first day of the year, because it was older then, there was a different calendar back when this started, your first dream of the year will, like, kind of, like, be a portent of your future, right? Um... And they're talking about what the three things that kind of, like, indicate very good luck are. And Makoto says it's if you dream about Mount Fuji, a hawk, and an eggplant, then you will have very... It'll be a good omen for the rest of the year. Uh, Ryuji guessed his own three. Um, Which of those three things is the only one Ryuji got right? (laughs) I only... I only wrote down the correct ones. Okay. So I'll, I'll guess next week. I'll, I'll guess, but, or at least I have my guess right now. Let it be known. Cause I do want to look at the comments for next week, but I, I have my guess right now. Cool. I will tell you and it after the show. Bonus point question. Uh, what was the label that Morgana had before you realized it's Morgana? <laughs> because I almost used that one cause it's funny, but that's a less exciting question. Um, or a less, it's an easier question potentially. Okay. Anyway, um, you can leave your comment with an answer at youtube.com slash Dornology in the comment section. You can tweet at us. I'm at Tom R. Marks. He's at JM Dornbush. Uh, you can send us an email at Dornology at gmail.com. Any of those places, we'd love to hear from you as we enter this very exciting new period. Exactly. I also just wanted to mention, uh, because one, thank you to those who already have. Uh, but, you know, I've mentioned in the past, obviously, if, you, if you're enjoying the show, Apple Podcasts was the place to go leave a review and, and leave five stars. Please still do that. If you haven't, it does uh, help the show get out to more Persona fans, which we want to share this and the joy of all this craziness with other Persona fans. Uh, but you can now also rate podcasts on Spotify uh with hmm. stars so if if you're enjoying the show and want to read it there as well you do have to like listen to an episode on there to to get it to believe you are actually a listener uh but please also consider leaving uh, you uh, i don't think there's any writing you just drop a star review but please consider doing that as well yeah that's all we've got uh morgana is telling us to go to bed with him yeah that works as a, as a man yeah 
that works. The the two of us are going to snuggle in bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is very attractive. Yeah. So, so you know, it's... no, actually, he already said he already said he was going to sleep on the couch this time because uh, the bed was too right. small. But he is very attractive. So, like, we're missing out then, I guess. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we will uh, see you next week where we'll continue this uh, weird, weird, wild alternate reality odyssey. And uh, see you then.